G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we emerge from the COVID pandemic, the mental health of our workplaces is being seen as a key component of our national recovery. Dr. Jenny George is the CEO of Converge International. Now, Converge is one of Australia's largest mental health providers to Australian workplaces. Converge was founded to provide workplace chaplaincy way back in the 1960s, and it's still going strong, providing pastoral care for workers with more than a 1,000 clients in Australia and New Zealand. Our privilege once again today, Dr. Jenny George is back with us. Jenny, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Jenny, the workplace has taken a hit from the pandemic. Do you have a a general overall perception from your point of view as to how workplaces are now grappling with getting things back together? Yes, although it's a very different story in different states. So we're aware of the fact that um, in New South Wales and Victoria in particular, companies um, and organisations are finding that the struggles that they've had with dealing with remote working in many cases or um, with having to have very detailed COVID plans and so on have made life really quite complicated for them. Other states are not quite there yet, but they are aware, of course, that um, we will all be going into a slightly different reality um, when, when COVID is, of course, part of the you know, community and, and so on. What we found with mental health uh, around in companies over this time period is there was a real spike in anxiety early on. So in sort of March or April of last year, that then was fairly short-lived, probably three or four months. And in most cases, um, when people realised that actually life will go on, some of that anticipatory anxiety died down. But what we found through lockdown was that people who were in that lockdown-type situation, either in Victoria or New South Wales, did develop higher rates of depression um, and things really from a mental health perspective. Um, everyone's feeling a bit run down right now. I think the interesting thing for businesses is how to respond to that because coming back into a situation where workplaces are going to be full again and people are participating uh, as normal, is people aren't starting in the same place they were two years ago. For many people, their, their tanks are empty um, and we'll need, I think, in workplaces to be really careful and very considerate of people as we understand from their mental health perspectives. Even people who aren't depressed, they're doing fine, but they're, they're just not quite as resilient as they were a couple of years ago because it, there has been a lot of stress. A lot of stress for people who are either coming back to the workplace or even for the ones who are working from home because if we take those who are working from home, there's impact on not only them too, and there's issues around loneliness that I'm aware of, but there's also an impact on all the other family members in that household as well. So everyone's mental health here is somehow or other having to adjust. Yes, it is. And of course, we noticed that people managing children whose schools were um, also remote uh, had very uh, different kinds of experiences of lockdown than people who didn't have school-aged children. And so many different things have meant that 
you're an introvert or an extrovert, it will have affected you differently. Um, if you're in a house that has plenty of space or there's three adults all trying to um, do study or work in a, in a small environment, that's very difficult. So everyone's lockdown experience will be diff- different. But yes, the um, whole family is affected, not just the worker. Absolutely. When we talk mental health and employees, uh, there is a spiritual dimension and Christians are often a lot more aware of that than those who are in an environment in their workplace where it's very secularised and nobody wants to talk about spiritual things. Do you think that somehow this spiritual dimension of our humanity is uh, often ignored or even avoided in some workplaces? And is that having an effect? Are you aware? We do know that mental health interventions are more effective when they take into account someone's own spiritual beliefs. So it's really important that both workplaces but also individuals as they look for um, help with their mental health do think about um, making sure that they're connected with someone that they feel that they can talk about that dimension of their life with as well. So that's an important part of it. Yes, we do see um, spiritual and mental health being connected. In fact, there's really good evidence that having a strong sense of purpose in life, um, having a a sense of who you are and your connection to the created world, um, to God, if if you're a Christian or if you have religious beliefs, those are a very important protective factor for your mental health. doesn't guarantee that you won't get depressed or you won't have a mental illness, but it is a protective factor. And All of those things are really important and really helpful, and they do need to be considered as part of an overall well-being plan for a workplace. No doubt there are going to be advantages for some in the flexibility, whether you're working from home or back to the office or sharing between the two. There's also going to be disadvantages. So One of those things that we mentioned, loneliness for some workers, who are detached from their work colleagues. And I wonder if you've got any impressions about not only the effects of loneliness on uh, our mental health, but also on our uh, capacity to be able to do our jobs well. Any thoughts here? There is some really good research that um, our parent company, Reventure, has done on loneliness in the workplace. They actually did it before COVID. So this was loneliness within an in-person workplace, which is, is still a problem. Yes, it's really clear that um, there are much worse outcomes for productivity, but also for mental health if you don't have a good network of people and if you feel lonely. Remote working is interesting because it may result in loneliness, um, and certainly for some people it does. But in other ways, it may make you more connected with your family. And so it's not necessarily... um, a foregone conclusion that remote work will, will you know, mean that you're lonely. What we do really know, though, is that during this whole period, lots of people's choices have been taken away from them. There's been so many things that we've had to obey rules about. And one really important thing for um, workplaces to think about is how to return choice to people. And so I think it's going to be interesting as workplaces go back into a, a physical work location to make sure that they give people as much choice as they feel they can um, because that will give people back a sense of power and, and you know autonomy that has been missing for so many of us for so long. The pressure comes on to bosses, doesn't it, when you are reformulating direction and how the workplace is going to work in a post-COVID environment. And, of course, uh, there are some who are going to be coming into COVID environments. So, yes, we're talking to all sorts of different people at different places. But for the boss who wants the productivity of the business to continue and wants the collegiate 
environment where people are friendly to one another, there's lots of pressure on bosses to be able to work out how the stresses are working within their own business, isn't there? There really is. And in some ways, it's very simple and in some ways, very complicated. I mean, in one sense, it's very simple because actually all you need to do is be compassionate and listen. Um, And that will get you most of the way there. It's very complicated, though, because So many things you've assumed and taken for granted may turn out not to be true. So I think that on the one hand, managers need to be ready to question everything, be ready to not take anything as a fixed assumption. But then on the other hand, the good news is this it's not rocket science. Really what it is is about consulting, listening and being compassionate. And um, most people respond just really well to that. And Jenny, on the chaplaincy level, because a lot of businesses are used to having a chaplaincy, Uh, someone comes in maybe once a week, maybe a couple of times a week, and they're drifting around the workplace and they're being a part of what people are doing and offering real support when there are some tough times. With remote workers, can chaplaincy work just as effectively both in the workplace and somehow or other with those who are remote? Does that work, do you think? It can. We had a really interesting example where we were providing support to um, aged care work teams uh, during COVID here in Victoria. And we really wanted to do that face to face. And for a little while we did. But because of the COVID risk um, we identified early on, it just became impossible. So we still wanted to provide that chaplaincy service, but we had to work out a way of doing it remotely. And it was possible. Um, There are very different things you can do, but you can be really proactive with checking in on people, um, making sure that they know that you're just at the other end of the phone, but also reaching out to them and and making that connection. So um, it's always easier to be able to have chaplaincy services that are face-to-face because so much of chaplaincy is about the... um, the, the serendipitous conversation, the conversation in the corridor um, where you run across someone and, you know, that's just the right moment to have a conversation. So, of course, that's fantastic and it's really what we want. But you can still do a lot of that by being intentional uh, and reaching out and building relationships, even if it has to be remote. Yes, and of course, if you don't have a chaplain in your workplace, uh, no doubt there's some things you can do to see if you can get your boss to... Uh, allow a chaplain in to be a support for the workers there but if you don't have a chaplain in the workplace there's a certain sense in which we need to as Christian believers keep an eye out for the pastoral care of our work colleagues too any thoughts here as we just draw some loose ends together Jenny of course it's lovely if you have a workplace that employs a chaplain but every Christian is a representative of Christ in their workplace. And we all believe that we are called to be Christ's ambassadors. And that's all a chaplain is doing as well. So one of the things I guess that we could encourage each other about is, um, are there ways that we could be better at that? There are chaplaincy skills. There are things that you can learn about how to listen to someone and to respond well to them. Sometimes it doesn't take a, a university course of three years. You could do it just being intentional about finding ways to think about that, get some help or coaching uh, and practice that and become your own workplace's chaplain, even if you never have the official title. Um, There's always room for someone to be watching out for the people who need a friendly um, ear and who need to be followed up. That's always a good thing and, and our calling as Christians. 
Well, it's good insight and wonderful encouragement. Dr. Jenny George, who is the CEO of Converge International. Converge is one of Australia's largest mental health providers to Australian workplaces. and They've been working in chaplaincy for a long, long time, something like 60 years. Convergeinternational.com.au is the website to connect with Dr. Jenny George. Convergeinternational.com.au Jenny, thanks so much for sharing those insights with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.